We welcome you back in for this latter part of our Wednesday evening program. Everybody be careful out there in the rain once again. Uh, we've been mentioning it. Uh, if you uh, haven't gotten it, you are going to get it. Uh, you're probably getting it now, but uh, heavy rains, uh, flooding today, tomorrow, uh, and through the latter parts of the week as well. So be very careful out there. Uh, it is time for our Wednesday evening Bible study and prayer time. And so uh, if you've got prayer requests that you'd like for me or Nate to pray for you about, to pray with you about, send those on over at 205-941-1011. You can text those to us, and that way we have them, and we, uh, we use that to uh, guide our prayers. So tell us as much or as little as you want to, be as uh, specific or as general as you need to be. Uh, we don't pass those along to anyone else. We don't call them out on the air. We just simply pray for you. Uh, not telling you we can follow up with you or get involved with uh, whatever your situation may be. Uh, if you just want someone to pray for you, we're willing to do that. We'll pray for you. So uh, send those on over at 205-941-1011. We um, uh, enjoy doing this and uh, offering this. If you're not able to be on a Wednesday, in a Wednesday night uh, Bible study or a church or prayer meeting, then uh, this is maybe a little bit of an outlet where you can have some uh, some ministers uh, join with you in prayer. All right, uh, let's also move forward with our Wednesday evening Bible study. I want to address some principles around a topic that we are talking about a lot here on the show. Um, you know, if you listen, uh, particularly during the first hour, and really both hours, we're uh, daily almost giving you an update on the uh, proposed gambling legislation that, uh, that's uh, coming our way. Um, to uh, to really turn uh, Alabama into a, a, a gambling delight with 10 class three casinos, slot machines, roulette wheels, uh, you know, the whole nine yards, blackjack tables, all of that. We have none. We'll have 10. Uh, also a statewide lottery everywhere you go, everywhere you look, lottery machines, and then also sports betting and online sports betting, which is very, very dangerous. Uh, so it, uh, we're definitely seeing our state, uh, many in our state, our leaders, um, choosing to uh, to move in a direction of uh, having a government partnership with corporate gambling interest. We think this is dangerous and bad. But, you know, we got to say something. Uh, there is a demand for gambling. Uh, people want gambling. Now, you know, you can gamble right now if you want to. You can gamble among friends. You know, it's when you start getting um, a, cor a corporation involved or a house involved or a bookie involved is where you uh, start breaking the law. But there is a demand for gambling in our state or, um, you know, this wouldn't even be an issue. People are breaking the law to gamble. Uh, so let's let's talk about what are some of the uh, biblical principles about gambling, uh, why Christians shouldn't gamble. Um, and, and these really apply for anyone, but we especially would think that Christians would want to apply biblical standards and principles to their life. Um, these are good for people that don't follow Christ as well. They'll work in their life also but because uh, it's just good principles, good living. But certainly Christians uh, should understand the principles of gambling and why it's not good, uh, why it's not moral whether um, really whether you are um, in, engaged in it um, from a uh, government and corporate interest or just on a casual level. Uh, so what are some of these principles? My good friend Mike Griffin over in Georgia put this list together. I, I've talked through all of these different uh, points in different ways uh, over the years, 
but I love the way he put them together, so I'm going to sort of follow his outline. I wanted to give him credit for that. And I'm going to be reading some of these scriptures as we go, so you're going to hear me flipping the pages of my Bible here. It's Bible study, so we're, I've got my Bible out here on the desk, and I'm going to uh, try to uh, bring in some of these scriptures for you as well. So what are some of the principles that make gambling immoral, uh, a behavior that is contrary to established moral principles? Uh, and and what, what are reasons why Christians just shouldn't get involved in it? Well, let's say this first of all. Gambling is really a violation of the the overarching principle of worshiping God alone, you know, because worship, uh, gambling and and what you're after when you gamble becomes uh, an an idol. It's 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 idolatry. You know, we're looking for entertainment, or we're looking for winnings, we're looking for um, uh, for for money, for gain, to or 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 sell or pleasure over the worship of God and depending on God for these things, for our uh, daily needs. And so it really kind of violates the principle of, um, of God alone. Uh, you know, you go right to the Ten Commandments, and you know Exodus in 20 and verse 3 uh, clearly tells us that you should have no other gods before me. And oftentimes, uh, gambling being an addictive uh, behavior uh, starts to take the place of, of God. Uh, Jesus told us in Matthew six thirty three to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these other things would be added unto us. So idols come in all forms and shapes, and it can be people, it can be places, it can be, um, you know, possessions. But uh, so, so idolatry is not limited to gambling, but let's certainly don't act like uh, gambling uh, become, becomes an idol in people's life. Okay, it, it, that's what happens. Uh, that is what it becomes. So, uh, gambling really um, is a is a at least a great temptation or a great sets up a great danger of uh, of putting the worship of uh, of pleasure or, uh, or 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 mammon, okay, goods, money over our trust and our worship of God and God alone. So, gambling violates the principle of worshiping God alone and becomes uh, a promotion of idolatry. And uh, so that's one reason. Uh, let's move to another. Uh, gambling also violates the principle, uh, biblical principle of helping others who are in need. Uh, you say, well, how does it do that? Well, gambling, it, it's a well-proven fact. It exploits the poor and the needy. You know, the ones who, who have the least margin to lose are the ones that are most tempted to go and and try to win and win big. Uh, we hear stories of people who, and, and some of the illegal gambling operations, I've heard stories of people that work all week long and, uh, you know, make a, a minimum wage or a low wage and, uh, and, and, you know, don't have much. And they work all week long and come in on a Friday after they get paid, come in on a Friday or over the weekend and blow their entire paycheck, hoping that they can turn that little uh, into more through the process of, of gambling it. Uh, but it it's a violation uh, that we should not promote something that exploits the poor and the needy. Proverbs 14.31, this book of wisdom, and we should follow biblical wisdom, tells us that the one who oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. 
but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. And so, you know, we really are not setting up a system that uh, helps uh, the poor and those in need. We're setting up a system that exploits those. And, uh, you know, you'll notice that quite often uh, gambling establishments, uh, casinos, and those kind of places, they're, they're typically built in areas uh, that are deprived. Uh, they're, they're not built in your, uh, you know, they don't build a casino uh, right around, uh, you know, your high income zip codes. They build them in places where uh, there is need because those are the prime customers they're looking to, uh, to bring in and, uh, and, and, and exploit. I mean, that's what gambling does. It exploits um, those who uh, least can afford it. Okay, let's move along. Gambling also violates a principle, a biblical principle, of just simply being content with what you have. Uh, gambling flies in the face of that. Uh, gambling says, hey, you don't have enough, uh, or you need more, um, or you know, you can't live without doing this, or you can't be content watching a sporting event unless you have money on it. Uh, that, that's the message that comes from gambling. And so it violates a principle of, of just simple contentment in what we have. Uh, it, it brings about coveting, greed, and money, worship of money, as we've really already said. And we know that Jesus told us in Matthew 6 that you can't serve two masters, that you will either hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. And he simply um, kind of lays it out and says, closes that, that section of teaching and says, you can't serve both God and money. They don't go together. You can't serve both. So gambling uh, works against us being content in Christ and being content in who we are in him. And uh, it, it always is, is pushing for you to want more, desire more, uh, never be happy with what you have. You always, you always need more. You need that next experience. You need that next rush. And that is a big part of gambling because it is an addictive behavior. It, uh, it, it, it makes a chemical reaction inside of your body. It's a rush. And so you wonder, you know, how people get addicted to uh, substances or, um, or activities. That This is how it happens. Uh, it, it's a chemical reaction in your body. And let's read 1 Timothy chapter 6, and we'll go to break. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we had food and clothing, we would be content with that. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and to many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men to ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. I can't think of a passage that maybe more clearly explains um, what happens in someone's life when they are not content with what God has given or what they're able to, uh, to gain through, through hard work and uh, an investment and saving, uh, things that are uh, biblical uh, principles of money management. And, uh, it, you know, this, this always wanting more uh, will ultimately lead to the love of money. It will lead to, uh, to much grief and pain uh, in our life. Uh, 
Paul also said in Philippians chapter 4, uh, and then uh, we go to verse uh, verse 10 in Philippians chapter 4. Hang on. My pages are sticking a little bit here. I want to read it just right. Philippians 10, uh, Philippians 4, verses 10. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you had been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. And this is to the church at Philippi. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever circumstances. And I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Contentment is a biblical principle and gambling, participating in gambling, flies directly in the face of contentment. All right, let's take a quick break, come back on the other side and continue uh, our Wednesday evening Bible study. If you've got a prayer request, we will pray for you. Send it along to us via our text message at 205-941-1011, our text line 205-941-1011. Welcome back in. We continue our Wednesday evening Bible study time and prayer time. If you've got a prayer request for me, if you'd like for me to pray for you and Nate, send it over at 205-941-1011. We will pray for you. Uh, We can't promise you like we can come get involved with your situation, but we certainly are happy to pray for you. So if you value someone praying for you, uh, you'll trust us with that. Send it over. We don't make them public. We keep them private. Tell us as much or as little, be as specific or general as you're comfortable with. But we will pray for you, 205-941-1011. All right, we are uh, studying some scriptures and some principles from God's Word concerning gambling. It's a big issue right now in our state. You're hearing about it everywhere. If you watch the news, you listen to radio, read uh, online, local news stories, and it's just going to get to become a bigger issue in the weeks to come. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of us will never hear um, this issue mentioned from the pulpit in a church. A lot of pastors are not willing to step out on that because they know some people in their church uh, like to gamble and they're not going to, they don't want to tell them why they shouldn't and why it violates some biblical principles that are there for our own good. So we've talked about um, idolatry. We've talked about um, exploiting the poor. We've talked about being content with what you have and just sharing some basic scriptures about all of those. Now let's uh, talk about gambling uh, violates the principle uh, that we should protect children because it exposes them and their families to the greater risk of evil. Now, um, kids seem to always be the ones who bear the innocent brunt. In their innocence, they bear the brunt of evil. Uh, when, when mom and dad and parents go out and, uh, you know, and, and do bad, they bring it home with them. And the kids are the ones who don't deserve that and the ones who, uh, who feel the effects and the pain and the brokenness from it. And uh, if any of you know people who have grown up in a household with a, a habitual gambler, then you would know the stories and understand the pain that comes along with that. Uh, it's not something that's just uh, an innocent activity. It's something that, uh, that, that robs time, money, and resource and, and, and hardens an individual not makes them more loving and of course jesus warned us uh, and and of course that makes a a more difficult environment for uh, for 
for God's love to be expressed and to draw children to, to Christ. And when you go through all of those pains and heartaches and, and, and hurts and abuse and brokenness and loss, when, when you, you as a child experience that, it doesn't usually draw people to God right off. It usually makes it more difficult for them to understand the goodness of God because they haven't seen it or experienced it uh, through their parents. And that's the role of parents is to reflect the image of God to your children. Jesus told us that it would be better for someone to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones, one of these children to sin. And he says, so watch yourself. Uh, Watch yourself. Take the words of Jesus very carefully and don't expose your kids to, uh, to evil and the, uh, the consequences of evil, uh, don't do that intentionally. And we should not set up a, a system in our state that promotes that and advertises that and benefits from that because it, it is kids who, who are innocent who bear the brunt of that, uh, those situations. Uh, gambling also violates a biblical principle of just uh, uh, obeying the law. Uh, there's no doubt that where gambling abounds, crime abounds, uh, and illegal gambling abounds. Uh, look, you, people who break the law and 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 operate gambling now, uh, if you make it legal, they're still going to break the law. They they don't follow the law now. If you if you change the laws, then uh, they're not going to follow the law. Uh, they'll just take advantage of what you made legal, and they'll move on to other ways of doing it illegally. People that do it illegally now and don't pay taxes and skirt around the law, you think they're going to be happy to line up and pay taxes? Yeah, yeah, you, you can put a commission in place to try to track them down, but my goodness, uh, you'll never get it all. You'll always be chasing it. Uh, crime increases uh, around gambling. Uh, child trafficking, prostitution, theft, um, drugs, those kind of things, um, they go hand in hand. And when you, uh, when you justify, legalize, normalize such a behavior, then you're going to get what comes with it. Of course, Romans, Paul told us that everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except that which God has established. So ultimately, it is God who is establishing uh, right and wrong. And, uh, and we, we uh, submit ourselves to those things, but uh, we should absolutely be advocating for uh, laws and morality that, um, that honor God and that honor his word. Uh, Paul said, or excuse me, uh, uh, we, we read in Timothy, uh, we read in Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, 10, I think uh, most everybody uh, you know, knows this. We just shared it in the last segment, but I want to share it again. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Uh, Not money, but the love of money. And that's exactly what we have here. And uh, the more money you have, the more crime you have. That's when you have organized crime. Because there's so much money, we got to organize to make sure we get it. And so if you're eager for money, you've wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So uh, the amount... We are, uh, we are increasing the amount of crime and still promoting illegal gambling uh, when we violate these principles. 
gambling also, here's another principle, we'll share a couple of scriptures, uh, violates the principle of a biblical work, work ethic. Because what's it do? Gambling says you can have something for doing some, very little or, or nothing. That's how you get more. That's what gambling tells you. Uh, but we know that's not what God's word tells us. That's not how it works. Uh, you don't get, there's not something for nothing. And, uh, and, and keep in mind that um, when you, in gambling, when you win, that means other people lose. Uh, you know, that's just the way it works. And so you're, you're uh, betting on your, your uh, luck or your goodwill to win at the expense of other people. And so it's just uh, not good. It's not um, doesn't doesn't uh, promote a work ethic, which is what God's word promotes, is a, an ethic that you get up every day, you go earn, you serve, you, you you use your money responsibly, you practice good stewardship, uh, you you invest, you save, and that is the way that you build um, a, a certain amount of wealth or gain in your finances. But um, gambling says, oh, no, just come get it for nothing. I mean, look at the commercials uh, that are even run now for gambling, and you'll understand that's exactly what happened. Look, Second uh, Thessalonians tells us every sort of evil that deceives, uh, it's every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and be saved. And so for this reason, God sends a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth, but have delighted in wickedness. Uh, we're talking biblical work ethic. And look, let's, let's not forget that uh, work was given to us as man before the fall. Uh, it wasn't a result of the fall. Uh, you go back before the fall, and God had already given um, uh, Adam uh, and Eve. He had given them uh, work to do. Uh, they had, uh, you know, they had responsibility. So wasn't like, you know, work's not something that's a bad thing. It's a good thing. And it's something that God had given us because of what it, what it engenders in us, a discipline, uh, a dependence on, uh, on God through our job. And so gambling violates that. Uh, you know, we have people, we're having a difficult time now getting people into the workforce. Goodness, just imagine when we begin to promote that you can uh, have something by doing little or nothing. We'll have even less people in the workforce. Uh, so gambling is it's it just violates it flies in the face of a biblical work ethic, uh, and Christians uh, shouldn't go along with that. It's not good in our life spiritually. Uh, gambling also violates the principle of good stewardship because the majority of wagering, guess what, is a waste of money, and you and and it uh, you get little or no reward from it. You know, sometimes people talk about how they won this, you know, they won. Well, how much did they lose before they ever won? And how much more will they lose after they've won? So, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. You know, hey, I, I got uh, $100, but it cost me $1,000 to get it. It's like uh, going to the fair and playing those games. And, you know, you spend a lot of money till you try to figure out how to put that ring or on, the, uh, on, the, on the milk bottle. And you get, you know, you've spent $30, $40, $50. And then they give you a prize that it's not worth three dollars. It's just it makes no sense. So it violates the principle of good stewardship in that mo the majority, I'd say the large majority of the money 
that is wagered by an individual or, or a state, uh, a culture, uh, the large majority of that money is a waste, and there's nothing comes from it. And that is not good biblical stewardship. Paul told us in in, um, in uh, 1 Corinthians, I uh, got in the wrong Corinthians. How many of you have that happen to you? 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2, I want to give this one to you. Uh, that it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. We're to be faithful in our finances. We're to be faithful in our investment and the way we use what God has given us, what God has entrusted to us. And, and that's true for individuals, but look, that's true for a state as well. That's true for government uh, also. And we shouldn't be putting our trust in, um, in, in something as flim-flammy as, uh, as games that uh, are rigged and uh, will not make a return. Uh, Proverbs tells us, he who works his land will have abundant food, but he who chases fantasies lacks judgment. And I don't think the, that's, that's a very, very true statement. So lots of good principles here uh, about gambling, why Christians shouldn't gamble. Uh, gambling also violates the principle of, of freedom. It, it enslaves its participants to an addiction we know that is true. Gambling is an addict-based activity. You've heard us say it. The American, even the American Psychiatric Association now classifies gambling addiction the same as it classifies opioid addiction. It's addictive. And that violates the principle of freedom in Christ. We're not to be addicted to behaviors or substances. And gambling, when it's legalized violates the principle of governmental ministry. It permits laws that encourage the government and its citizens to participate in a, uh, in a rotten business and the, uh, that, that uh, defrauds uh, its own people. And so we should not, uh, the government should not be in the business of that. Unfortunately, uh, all over the, the nation, governments have bought into that lie and uh, have moved forward in that way. And boy, we're just praying that we don't see that happen here in Alabama. Uh, n- not that the government would be in the business of it, for he is God's servant to do you good. Those in authority is who he's talking about. They are there to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword for nothing. So these that serve us through public service are there to do us good. And so... Um, it, it's not, a, it's not uh, an activity that um, the government should be promoting its citizens to participate in. Now, gambling, and we'll finish it up, violates a principle of love by leading people into an activity that could very well destroy their lives. It violates that, pr- that principle of charity uh, because uh, you, don't, uh, you don't love someone when you're in, when you're looking to exploit them, when you're looking to take what they have, uh, to literally, as our friend Les says, literally take them down, and take whatever they have, that is the business of the gambling operation, and uh, when the government gets in that, woe to us. Certainly, uh, we read in Matthew uh, 22 uh, to uh, to know. Uh, to love your neighbor as yourself, and that is what we are to do, uh, not to exploit our neighbor instead of ourselves, or not to take from our neighbor so we can have what they have. 
why Christians should not gamble. I hope those are some decent reasons for you from God's Word. And, uh, and because it's uh, contrary to God's Word, and because it's bad seed, it produces bad fruit. And bad fruit um, is, uh, should be pruned and cut back and, uh, and not, uh, not uh, invested in to flourish. Bad seed will bring about a bad fruit. And we see here that this is bad seed if you want to follow biblical principles. Now, the principles are the principles whether you believe them or not. Uh, they're going to play out, and they're going to they're gonna come to fruition. Uh, you can ignore it if you'd like, and we can ignore it as a state, but uh, we're going to be sowing bad seed, and we're going to reap bad fruit. All right, if you got a prayer request, send it our way, 205-941-1011. We will pray for you this evening if you'd like. All right, let's uh, end it up right there, my friends. Have a great evening, and we'll be back on Thursday. I do believe Pastor Paul Brazier is going to be here with us Thursday evening, so we hope you'll be with us for that.